The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi guys, it's Jordan from the Balanced Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. On my show, we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, motherhood, channeling, healing, and so much more. A few years ago, I was diagnosed with chronic Lyme disease, and the healing journey I embarked on at that time set me on the path to radical awakening. Let's just say I had no choice but to change my energy, and that opened me up to the most beautiful healing of my life. On my show, you can expect to feel like you're sitting in my living room chatting with old friends. Tune in every Wednesday to connect and hang on the Balanced Bond Soul on Fire. Welcome to Real Pod. It's your host, Victoria Garrick, and this is the podcast where we hold nothing back. Oh, so we're getting deep, huh? I really cried for 12 days straight. Why do I want to be perfect? There's nothing in my life that is perfect. Every week, I'll bring you honest, unfiltered, and eye-opening conversations to help uncover the real in all of us. I crave the type of content that you're talking about. I actually felt insecure. Oh my God, am I going to cry? Let me just unload everything. (laughs) (laughs) New episodes every Wednesday. Leave those filters at the door because it's time to get real. Welcome back to Real Pod, everyone. Today we are doing a just, I don't want to call this a chaotic life update because it's not as chaotic as the other one. The other one, my mom told me gave her a headache. So I will try to be a little bit less chaotic on this one. Maybe talk a little slower. Although I will say people will always tell me to talk slower and I'm just a fast talker. Like that is just me. And some things about yourself, I don't think you should change. I think there's a time and place for slow talking. But then when I'm being myself and I'm on my rhythm, I talk fast. Anyways, it was also funny because when my mom said that that episode gave her a headache, I was like, well, mom, aka Lainey, the legend, I did tell you it was a chaotic life update. I literally titled it chaotic. So Anyways, this one won't be as chaotic. I think it's going to be more like a bestie catch up because I just finished work for the day. I'm in one of those moods where I would call a friend just to like vent, rant and talk. You know, when you don't want to watch a show and you don't want to scroll social. So you just call somebody. That's the mood I'm in. And I'm calling you all my besties. And it's funny because I feel so close to you guys. And I know that the feeling is reciprocated because even the other day, someone came up to me and Zara and was like, oh my gosh, hi. And I was like, hi, thank you for saying hello, big hugs. And she said, this is so weird because I feel like I know everything about you and you're my friend, but we're not. And I was like, no, but we are like it, the feelings are mutual because when I'm talking super candidly and posting super candidly, it's because I'm in the DMs with you guys or in the comments and it is a two way street. So this is our catch up. I'm going to do a few things today, like a Golden Globes recap, a little bit of a life update tell you about my New Year's resolutions. I know we talked about that on the Bestie New Year's episode, but I've had some additional thoughts I want to share. And then also on the at RealPod Instagram, I asked for your questions. And so I am going to be diving into the answers today. So first we can start with the Golden Globes. Oh my gosh, this was so freaking cool. I can't even believe it still. Such a pinch me moment. I used to watch the Golden Globes with my mom. I mean, used to. I still did up to last year on the couch. It was so fun. We loved watching the red carpet, looking at the outfits, guessing who would win. I think even when I was in middle school, I had a Golden Globes themed sleepover and I like invited some friends over and I like had all the beds laid out. It was just so fun to like watch the awards shows. And so to attend one was surreal. 
for people asking why we were there, LOL, we asked the same question. No, but I'm, I'm actually, this is something that I toy with is like, I like to stay humble and grounded and like always make fun of myself. But I think I do it a little bit too much. Like the amount of times I say per week, I'm a loser, like out of my mouth. I don't even think is good for me. Like I've had, I've had friends even tell me like, not that you want to like be cocky or act like you, you deserve or you should have things in life. And even Max, one of his favorite things to say is I don't deserve shit. Like if you tell Max, you deserve this or you deserve it, have a relaxing day or you deserve, he's like, I don't deserve shit. That's his auto response. And I do think there is some health in that mindset of like not feeling entitled to anything in your life. We are not celebrities. <laughs> we're not actors. So definitely we're not expecting to be at the Golden Globes. However, there were a few creators there and I think they throw they throw us a bone because we create content and it's fun and I don't know, but we were we were God's chosen ones for sure this past weekend. The whole experience was insane. I mean, I'd never worked with a stylist before and I know I posted that video on Instagram for you guys to see like what the process was like. It was wild just to like have dresses brought and try them on and to think about like what are people going to be wearing on the red carpet and what's the vibe I want to go for. And I definitely like, I wanted to feel amazing and look like I was at the Golden Globes, but I also didn't want to dress like I was a nominee, which of course I'm not. And I, but I also didn't want to dress like I didn't, I didn't know I was going or like I didn't belong there. Like you want to dress nice enough that you fit in, but not too, too nice because like I'm not Margot Robbie. You know what I'm saying? I think we nailed it. And Natalie looked insane as well. Natalie didn't use a stylist. But you would have thought she did because her outfit was unreal. Like I kept telling her all night long, like your shoes, your bag, your dress, your hair, like the whole thing was such a vibe. And I was so glad that I got to go with Nat because a lot of these like LA events or these influencer events, I mean, on a much smaller scale, like I've never been to anything to the caliber of the Golden Globes. But if we think about like the smaller influencer events and things like that, they're just there's just a lot. There's a lot I could say here. And it's funny because prior to being in LA or being more in this scene, you hear people talk about like, oh my God, the people in LA or the events. And I was always like, what are you guys talking about? Like, I don't have that experience. Like I find good people and my friends are awesome, whatever. The the past few months are the most I've ever been like, oh, okay, I get it. This is what they're talking about. I'm not talking about the Golden Globes right now. I'm talking about just generic like influencer events. It is wild, y'all. Like people have such and to what I was saying in the beginning, like how I was saying it's really healthy to not have this mindset of being better than people or feeling like any sort of ego. Like I I don't care how famous you are, how many followers you have. Like you should always give someone your name. Like I love that Taylor Swift does this. Like if you watch any Taylor Swift anything, she's always like, hi, I'm Taylor. I'm Taylor. Like you'll buy a ticket to her concert. And she's like, hi, I'm Taylor because she's a humble queen. And I love that. And it is just shocking the people you will encounter or meet who are like, hi, hi, sweetie. Or like just they think that you should know them, that they're too cool. Like it is wild. And I've had this mindset of like, okay, I'm just going to kill them with kindness. I'm going to be so nice. Like I'm going to break the tension in the room by just like being nice and being the first one to say hi or being the first one to do blah, blah, blah. And constantly I am just like, yeah, there's there's no hacking this aura. Like this is how I guess it's going to be. I mean, it's not everyone, but it's the majority. And it's, yeah, it's a bummer. It's constantly, I think it's constantly a disappointment because it is hard to make friends in this industry because you just, it's so hard to connect with people 
and not have this awkward sense of like, is this person trying to use them or what's the intention here? Or how do you relate to someone without feeling like you're name dropping, but you're just trying to relate? Like, I don't know. The whole thing is sticky and I've kind of just kind of given up on it. So I was so glad to go to this event with Natalie because I think gone are the days where I go to any of these things by myself, especially Natalie being my best friend. Like it's just another level. Like we go back to high school and I think that's like so special and it's much more fun than going to an event with like an agent or a manager. Like when the whole thing feels like work or the whole thing feels like some sort of, I don't know, that type of situation. So safe to say, Natalie and I had the best time together. Overall, like what was the event like? I mean, it was surreal. There were A-listers like left and right. I mean, off the top of my head, I like brushed shoulders with Heidi Klum while she was trying to get through the crowd of the after party. I saw Salma Hayek running from person to person to say hello. Adam Scott, Kaya Gerber at the bar getting a drink. Jennifer Hudson right next to me talking to a reporter, Viola Davis, Billy Porter Jr., Jessica Chastain in her stunning Oscar de la Renta. Like every, it was crazy. Like everyone just right around you. The weird thing was like being at that sort of event, it makes you feel two things. I think for me, it made me feel like on the one hand, I want to be the most famous person ever. Like you go to an event like that and you're like, I want to be someone that people know. I want to be someone that gets invited to this all the time. Like, it makes you feel that way. And then on the other hand, you have the, wait, what? They're humans. Like we're literally at an event of humans walking around and us humans have decided that the humans that are actors for a profession are more glamorous and special than the humans that mow lawns. And so we're going to create this big award show to like honor these humans and we're all going to watch it. And like that makes us people like godly in some way. And it's it's silly, you know, like you have these two polarizing opinions where one, oh my God, this is insane. I want more of this. I want to be more, do more. And then you have the, wait, this is literally so silly. Everyone here shits. <laughs> like everyone here has poop today unless they're having like trouble with their, you know, bowel movements. Like everyone goes to sleep. Everyone shaves their legs. Like, I don't know. Those things just make it like it humanizes it for me. I'm just like, everyone here has to go to sleep. I don't know. You kind of think like Beyonce doesn't sleep or like Viola Davis, like, has never cried. And it's like, no, she has like, she's a human too. So I think that I was feeling all those emotions at once. Oh my gosh. I forgot to mention. I saw Julia Garner who played Ruthie on Ozark. I'm obsessed with Ozark and Ruthie was like my favorite character. I freaking love Ruthie. And I saw her. And so that was really cool. Overall, it was amazing. It was like one of the most memorable experiences I will ever have, especially with Natalie. I mean, we have had so many memories through high school volleyball. We played on varsity together, college memories, visiting each other at Notre Dame or USC, like just all of our memories throughout our amazing friendship to my wedding day when she was the Kumbara and she crowned Max and I during our ceremony to like go into the Golden Globes together. It was the most surreal, special thing. And I just love her so much. And I am like forever grateful that we had that opportunity together. The last thing I'll say is how do we get the Jennifer Coolidge selfie for people who are wondering? Jennifer Coolidge seems like the nicest woman on the planet. She was standing by where you get the awards and everyone running up to her trying to get photos. And she just stood there smiling and looking from camera to camera to camera. She didn't even say anything to us. So sadly, I didn't even get to hear her. Oh, her, her sweet. I can't even do it. But her sweet voice in the flesh. I didn't hear it because it was so loud. And she was just like smiling and nodding and pretty much just like take the photo. But yeah, that was super cool. And I couldn't believe like how close we were to her. Such an icon. And 
yeah, that was wild. Anyways, that's the Golden Globes recap. I will kick it to a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to get to New Year's resolutions. This episode is brought to you by Cozy Earth. Now, I had Cozy Earth PJs on my wedding day. I slept in them. I wore them in the morning and they were my gift to my bridesmaids. So y'all know I am truly obsessed with Cozy Earth because on my wedding morning, I wanted to wake up in Cozy Earth. Now, not only do they have the most adorable and cozy pajamas, but they have the best luxury bedding. And I am not kidding you. When I needed new sheets and I was working with Cozy Earth, they were like, let us send you bedding. And they sent me bedding and I touched it and was like, oh my God, like this bedding put my previous and absurdly expensive bedding to shame. And it's no wonder that Cozy Earth was named one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018 because I get it. And it's their best-selling bamboo sheet set, which is temperature regulating and incredibly soft. Cozy Earth's linen bedding also adds casual elegance to any space and captures the fabric's breezy and timeless appeal. Also, Valentine's Day is next month, so maybe you want to snuggle up with yourself or that special someone in Cozy Earth's best-selling bamboo sheet set. I'm so happy to work with Cozy Earth because I love this brand and their products, and Cozy Earth is providing an exclusive offer for my RealPod listeners today at 35% off site-wide when you use the code RealPod. That's 35% off site-wide when you use the code RealPod. So go get yourself their amazing sheets or for my brides out there or anyone who just wants a great set of PJs, go 35% off the entire Cozy Earth website. I am so excited about this new sponsor because it is right in line with hashtag VixFits. Y'all know I've been trying to increase my style game and I've actually had a lot of people be like, I want to do the same thing, but I don't know if I can like buy all these new clothes. It's a lot. Well, look no further than Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for $88 a month and you can choose six styles to rent for whatever you have going on. And if you think about it, sometimes a really great sweater is more expensive than your subscription to Newly. And then at Newly, you're getting six styles to rent for whatever you have going on. And it gives you access to thousands of styles from more than 300 brands like Free People, Love Shack Fancy, Selkie and Anthropology in a range of sizes from petite to 5X plus and maternity. Snap, snap. We love the inclusivity. For my first month of subscription, I was shopping Love Shack Fancy and Selkie because those are just super cute and girly energy vibes. And I've loved those stores, but you can choose from over thousands of styles. It's also more sustainable than buying something that you'll wear once and then throw away. And also sometimes you wear something once and it's like super iconic. And then you're like, okay, great. But now I don't feel like I can wear it again because like I'm going to see all these same people. So that's the beauty of getting to rent and then send it back to Newly. Also, you get to try on trends and find new favorite brands before you commit to buying. Plus, Newly is flexible. There's no late fees, damage fees, and the option to pause or cancel at any time is available to you, which is what I need more of in my life. So if you're like me and you want more style, flexibility, and sustainability in your life, you need Newly. Get $20 off your first month when you sign up with the code REALPOD20. Just go to Newly, N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code REALPOD20 in all caps, REALPOD20 at sign up to get $20 off your first month. Newly, more life in your clothes. 
Okay. So I went over a little bit of what I was looking for for the new year in the bestie recap. And I would listen to that if you haven't, because it was super fun. However, I just wanted to share with you guys a few more things that I've honed in on that are really going to be important for me this year. The number one thing that I'm trying to do is cultivate more happiness right now. If I had to think about what that means, it's be happy now. I feel like I have a tendency to like want to look forward to the next thing or plan the next thing. I'm I'm very like future oriented. I am good at being present, but I think that if we're waiting for this moment in life for everything to be aligned and everything to be perfectly in place and all of our relationships to be 100% and our job to be exactly where we want it and to be living where we want and to have the relationship that we like to have all of those little things lined up to be exactly perfect for then you to sit back in a lawn chair on a beach somewhere and think, ah, okay, now I can be happy. Now I can enjoy my life. I think that is the biggest mistake that we could make because that moment isn't coming. And if it does come in that fashion, chances are you're like 80 years old. And then you're thinking, wait, so now I'm giving myself permission to be happy and enjoy my life. It's almost over. And it all passed me. And I think I've been really curious about that whole concept. And I've been processing it myself. And I want to be happy now. And I, yes, there's things I want to accomplish and there's things I stress about. And I have relationships in my life that aren't where they, I want them to be. But I, I can't control those things. And what I can control is, is myself. And I know I was talking a lot about my sad girl era kind of towards the end of the year. And I think the holidays just were hard for anyone kind of going through stuff. And I'm ready to, like, I feel like I, I did the work. I mourned my sadness. And, and honestly, like to state the obvious here, I hate being that girl who's like, I'm going through something and I'm not telling you like what it is because I know that's annoying and I'm so open and honest. Like, you know, why don't I just say it? But I have two boundaries when it comes to real post and real pod. And these are them. The first is I want to feel like I am ahead of whatever it is I'm going to be talking about. So for me to just like, pull out the mic when I'm hysterically crying or post an Instagram caption about what just happened. That's hard for me. I'm too susceptible. So I'm not in a place where I can even handle the comments and the DMs and the opinions of others. And I, I can't, I can't do that. So I rule number one is I need to be ahead of it, at least two steps ahead, wherever I feel like I need to be, to be able to strongly discuss something and know that like I've done my work to know where I stand and I'm not fragile to be broken by the internet. That's rule number one. And then rule number two is, you know, if it involves someone else, that's also sort of a place I'm not, I'm not going to go because that's not fair because I have this platform and I have this voice and I have people who are most likely going to, to back me because, you know, you guys have been listening to my podcast and following my content. And so you inevitably like we have this bond and it's just not fair to someone else for me to air something that's 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 not on their terms. So those are my two two rules. And this what I was kind of going through kind of hit both boxes. 
So that's kind of where I was. And I think maybe in the future, there's going to be a time and a place. And, you know, then I would be be open to kind of diving more into why the back end of 2022 was tough for me. But I really appreciate everyone because although I was kind of dancing around that I was going through a tough time, no one was like, what is it? What's going on? Or making guesses. People were just like, we love you, Vic. We're here for you. We get it. Like this resonates. And like, thanks for still showing up. And that meant the world to me. So thank you to you guys who really did that. But anyways, back to my point of like being happy now, I just want to recognize the moment that I'm in. And I think there's two real pot episodes I can actually call on that were transformative for me when it comes to this. The first one was Dr. Michael Gervais in his episode said, there are no big moments in life. There is only this moment. I'll say that again. There are no big moments in life. There is only this moment. I think that's huge. And when I, when I asked him, I said, wait, what do you mean? I said, a big moment is a national championship or a big moment is the day you get married. And he's like, yeah, you know, those, those, are, those are special moments, but we're in this moment. The biggest moment of your life is this moment. That moment you're describing, that's in the future. That hasn't happened. It might not happen. We don't know. We don't have control. We're in this moment. And so there's no big moments in life. There's this moment. And I, I want to live that out this year in hand with what Dr. Varun Sony said on his episode, which I've said so many times on this podcast. And I want, I will hammer this because it is so important. Happiness is not a place you arrive to. It is a state you cultivate. Happiness is not a place you arrive to. It is a state you cultivate. And that's what I want to live out, that I'm not going to get happy or earn happy when I finally can say that X, Y, Z has happened or I've accomplished this or done this. But happiness is something I can cultivate now. And also, I want to be sensitive to people who are going through depression or they're going through something. And no, you can't just choose happy. That's not what I'm saying. But I think you can choose the pursuit of happy. You can choose the pursuit of joy. And I want to choose that pursuit. And I think I've also been learning a lot about how I need to put in the time and the energy to be in a place where I have taken care of myself to allow myself the opportunity for happiness and for joy. And when I did my morning routine episode way back when, that was a bit of me saying how like I hadn't been taking care of myself and I'd been having these constant breakdowns and these constant hitting the wall episodes. And like, it was because I wasn't taking care of myself. And so that's a big philosophy I have for this year is like how to constantly ground myself in, I have a beautiful life. Life is good and all will be well. And I'm doing the best that I can. And that's, that's really been grounding me. So that's, that's a big thing I wanted to share with you all. And I think that was really it. I think in terms of how I'm going to do that and to parlay this with an update on my morning routine, which is something that you guys had asked for in the Q&A was give us a morning routine update. And then also part of my New Year's resolutions is just to be better about that routine. What's the update? So I haven't been 100% amazing with the routine, but I have been a lot better than I used to be. And I think it's like, you know, it's baby steps. In the mornings, I'm going to have a slowdown period and what I'm calling a strategy with self session. You can call this meditating and it is meditating. And actually, Lauren Bostick is the one who came up with this like self strategy session concept. And I really love it because I think when you sit down outside and you try to meditate and like be quiet and deep breath and have no thoughts, it can be 
really intimidating. And then if you're not doing it and you're thinking, you're like, oh my God, I'm failing. Oh my God, I'm wasting time. I'm not even meditating. I'm so bad at this. When you're just like, I need some designated self-reflection time. I'm taking 10 minutes to sit with myself in silence and breathe and think. And maybe you think, maybe you don't have thoughts, but you're more so noticing. So if you have thoughts and you're like, oh my God, did I have to do this today? And did I send that email? You're just like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm noticing. Like I have this, I have this desire, this pullback to constantly think about work or to constantly think about things I have to do or to constantly stress about what I'm achieving. Why do I do that? How can I be like, that's what it is. Like thinking with yourself, being, having awareness of yourself and taking that moment. So in, in answering the question of how I'm trying to cultivate more happiness in the moment, I want to slow down. I want to take that 10 mo- 10 minutes in the morning to count my blessings, do some gratitude journaling and have that self-strategy session and kind of approach the day with more curiosity and excitement. Something wonderful is about to happen. Like that's the mindset that I want to have. Something wonderful is about to happen. Have you guys seen that TikTok trend that's circulating now that's about believing that you're lucky and great things always happen to you? It was those two girls eating noodles in their car and they were like, yeah, I'm so lucky. Good things always happen to me. They were just like, I heard someone say that. So I started saying it and good things started happening. And I think that that is the best viral video to hit TikTok in such a long time because I think negativity breeds negativity. And it's really easy for people to be like, I'm on the, I hate my life bus. And I think to jump on this, I want to be on the, I'm the luckiest girl in the world and good things happen to me bus is powerful. And so I think believing that something wonderful is about to happen and something wonderful can happen today is a powerful mindset. And so those are some of the things I'm going to do to kind of put action into hopefully making this happiness resolutions thing really come to life. With that, we're going to take one more break today and then I will be back to answer your questions. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp and I am so glad it is because I am such a big advocate and proponent of therapy and I just encourage everyone near and far to go. It is one of the best things I ever did for myself and in today's episode, we're obviously talking a lot about our mindset and cultivating happy and pursuing happy. And I think one of the best ways to do that is to reach out and to talk to someone because you learn positive coping skills. You learn how to set boundaries. You feel empowered. And it's just cathartic to get it off your chest and have someone else in there helping you. And the therapists and counselors at BetterHelp are some of the best of the best. And you can work with them when it's convenient for you from the comfort of your own home and for an affordable price entirely online. They also make it so easy to get connected. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So BetterHelp makes it so, so, so easy. You fill out this brief questionnaire, you get matched, um, and then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. And when I used BetterHelp, the first therapist I matched with, I loved. She was awesome. And I didn't even have to switch. So if you want to live that empowered life and work through whatever it is, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash realpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash RealPod to get 10% off your first month. I am so, so proud of you for reaching out. I know what that means. You can do this. Head to BetterHelp.com slash RealPod today. So funny because I talk about this sponsor on today's episode, and that is Athletic Greens. I love Athletic Greens. It is a part of my morning routine. It has been, it is now, and it will be. I love Athletic Greens because 
It makes providing your body with important nutrients so, so easy. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to be able to provide my body with all the good stuff that it needs in a super seamless and easy way. And it has done just that. And AG1 is way more than greens. It's all your key health products like multivitamins, minerals, pre and probiotics, and more working together as one. It's daily nutrients and long-term gut health. I started drinking AG1 over a year ago because Max introduced it to me. And ever since, it has been this cute little couple thing we do together every single morning. I even love when I get him to make my AG1 for me. But have no fear. Making your AG1 is so easy. You just take one scoop, you add it to water, you mix, 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 and it is done. All you need is water and your AG1 and you are good to go. And in that easy, easy to make drink is 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits like mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. So if you want to arm your immune system, today is a great time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash realpod. That's athleticgreens.com slash realpod. Check it out. And don't sleep on those five free travel packs. Those bad boys are so great. I bring them on my travel trips. They're so easy to use. That's athleticgreens.com slash realpod. Okay, so you guys submitted some questions on the RealPod Instagram at RealPod, and I'm gonna dive through those right now. So someone asked about the morning routine update. I kind of gave that just to flush it out more. One of the changes I made is I'm waking up later. So I have the luxury of working for myself. And so this like wake up at 7 a.m. or workout at 6 a.m. Like I'm just not a morning person and I don't want to force it. And I don't want to make myself feel like shit if I sleep to eight. So I am trying to be more compassionate with myself and letting myself sleep. And if I want to sleep till eight, I'll sleep till eight. And then if I want to go do my workout and then I start work at 10, I'm going to do that. And I, I think it's important that I have the awareness that that's not everyone's situation and it's a privilege and it's a blessing. And I'm incredibly lucky to be able to do that. And I can have that acknowledgement and then I can do it and not berate myself for it. So I've been starting my mornings later. I have been using my hatch alarm, which is amazing. Definitely check that out. It's an investment, but it's worth it. And I've been leaving my phone in the other room just to kind of start my day on offense. So, and then I'm having my athletic greens and I'm trying to do some sort of physical activity and then the strategy session. So those are the things I'm doing my morning. So those are the things, oh my God, you guys, I'm talking so fast. I can't even get my words out. So those are the things I'm doing in my morning routine. Next question was an update on finances. So Max and I did the big episode on merging finances. Someone wanted to know where we are at with that. So we're in a really good place. I know that I was kind of more of the person who was hesitant about it. And now I'm so about it. I love being merged. I love knowing that we are one team. That said, I I believe I found the, this best teammate that I could have drafted to be on my team for life. And when you're in it with someone that is the right person for you and you can be 100% yourself with them and you feel safe and you feel respected, so important, ladies, that you feel respected. You know, you have to make this decision to be with this person that's the right person. And I, and I have that. And so merging the finances felt right to me. In terms of like how it's played out in tangible examples, recently I wanted a new car. I know I posted about that in December. I was like posting a lot of brand deals and I was like, please forgive me. I'm trying to get that Audi though. And you guys were like, we respect that. I haven't gotten the car and I don't know if I'm going to get an Audi. I'm just not sure I need to make a decision. But Max and I have been thinking more intensely about real estate and a house and making an investment for our future. And so that's looming. 
And so when I said, I want to get a new car, you know, he wasn't super hyped about it because he was like, you know, well, that could be a kitchen renovation or that could be the difference between this mortgage payment or, you know, whatnot. And he has a point. However, I have had the same car for over 10 years. I'm at a place where I would love to treat myself to a new car. And there is this disparity between our incomes, but we try to keep, you know, an even keel place. You know, you never want the other person to, who's not making as much to not feel as valued because the pendulum is going to swing, right? And I could have a year where I don't do well and Max is a year where he kills it and the pendulum's on the other side of the fence. I don't even know what example I'm giving. A pendulum doesn't have a fence, but you know what I mean? So I'm kind of in this place where I'm like, I feel like I've worked really hard and I want to buy myself a car. And he's like, I also think you've worked really hard and I want you to have what you want. But like, I don't know if this is the smartest decision for us. And so we we had to talk that through. And then I had to say, like, I hear where you're coming from, like personally on the house front, just for everyone, because another question was, do we want to buy a house anytime soon was a question. I, I totally want to invest in real estate and make good decisions with money. But I also don't want to speed up life and feel like we're this young 25 year old couple and we bought a house and like now we're stuck in this area forever and like we're taking care of a house. And like, I think it really stresses me out to think about like, who's going to deal with landscaping? Who's going to deal with the renovation? Who's going to deal with decorating the whole house? Who's going to deal like all of those things fall on me, like inevitably, because like that's been my role in the relationship. And Max is awesome and like he helps and we don't have like set gender roles. However, like I love to decorate. And if I work from home and the sprinkler breaks in the middle of the day, like I'm the one that has to fix it. So those are the things like I'm not hyped on. So we had a tough money conversation about the car. And I basically, we got to a point where I was like, this is important to me and I want to do this. And I really would like your support. I really would like you to hype me up. I want you to think that my car is cool. I want you to help me pick one. I don't want to get a car and feel like I'm coming home to my husband, you know, who's bummed that I did it. So, you know, that was maybe one of the first big conversations we've had of like disagreement on where to put money, but also how can we support each other and recognize that there might be times Max wants to put money somewhere that I'm not super excited about, but I want to support him because he's my husband and vice versa. So I think that's a little update on the merging finances. I think it just, it just means conversation and having conversations like that only make your relationship stronger. Being able to have tough conversations is so important. And Max and I have the tough conversations and we have them immediately. I am not someone who likes to be like, okay, I'll bring this up in a week or I'll wait till I'm like, nope, it's happening tonight. I don't care what our day is. I don't care what time we have to wake up tomorrow. Like that's how I function. Fortunately, Max is able to kind of meet me there and he's the same way now. So it works. Someone else asked, do you miss your student athlete identity? And then also someone else asked, favorite thing post-athletics. So two kind of fun questions both about volleyball. Yeah, so I definitely miss it. I really am craving playing. Like one of my more fun New Year's goals and hopes is like to play volleyball more. I do live in California. I live near the beach. I want to find some sort of beach volleyball squad or like pickup squad that is competitive and I vibe with the people and it's fun and I can do that. So I'm definitely thinking about that and trying to figure out what would be right for me because I want to play. I miss playing volleyball. I think it'd be so, so fun. So, you know, I definitely miss a bit of that identity. But then my favorite thing post-athletics is probably being able to have an identity outside of sport and 
feeling like I'm in a place where I really have found myself and am able to identify with so many other things other than volleyball. So it's bittersweet because I miss that being my identity. But, you know, I posted that reel the other day about it's not that serious and how I wrote in the caption, what used to be my whole identity is now a fun fact. Like legit guys, I feel like I'm like, fun fact, I played volleyball at USC and someone's like, oh my God, you did? No way. That's so cool. And I'm like, that is so weird to me because from the ages of 14 to 22, all I did was volleyball. So, you know, I I guess the hope there is if you feel like sports is your whole identity and maybe you don't want it to be, it doesn't have to be. And there's going to be other things that you're going to enjoy and you're going to find, but like that takes time. And the last question, someone asked me to expand on my boudoir shoot experience. And this is probably coming from last week's episode with Margot, which if you have not listened to that, it is so good. Literally one of my favorite Real Pod episodes. We talk all about feeling sexy, sexual energy, and just all this good stuff. So my boudoir shoot, I always knew I wanted to do one because I just always knew it was a thing. And it just felt so fun. And I knew Max had no idea that that was a thing at all. So I knew he'd be really excited when I gave it to him, the boudoir book. And I booked it with Margot because she was great. But anyways, I was feeling really nervous before it because I don't know. I just, like I said on that podcast, I don't feel really connected to my sexual energy or feeling sexy. Even if you look at my Instagram, like I don't really have lots of cleavage showing or like body, like baddie pics, like I want to, and I need to tap more into that, but it's just not very comfortable for me. Not because it's like uncomfortable and I'm forcing myself to do something I don't want to do. Like I want to be comfortable. I just have a lot of shame around it and internalized slut shaming. And there's more about this on the Margot episode. So please listen to that. But I was nervous because I'd never really like stepped into that, but I was so excited. I had a variety of different little lingerie outfits and Actually, we did it at my apartment, which I highly recommend because I think some people will go like book a studio or do it in like some set. And like, that's fun. But one, it costs more money and it's more effort. Two, I did it the apartment because I thought how cute and fun that for the rest of our lives, (laughs) like these photos will be in our apartment where we lived. And I thought that that was so special and such a good idea And also the fun, like sexiness of Max seeing the photos when he got the book and like being like, wait, that's our living room or that's our bedroom or that's our bathroom. And like that I did this when he didn't know and like at the house. So I loved doing it at at our place. And I definitely had a little glass of rosé beforehand just to kind of, you know, take a little bit of the edge off. So that was helpful. And I played some music, some Doja Cat, some WAP, you know, you got to get the vibe going. And Actually, after seeing like the first few photos, I was like, wait, I'm kind of feeling myself like I look kind of good. And then I felt more empowered and more sexy going through the shoot. So it's just fun to see yourself in a new light. And I highly recommend having a photographer that you really trust and can be yourself in front of. It's hard enough to like pose sexy to yourself in front of the mirror, let alone to someone else holding a camera. So I would make sure you book someone great. And I highly recommend booking Margot. If you can book Margot, that is chef's kiss do that. The last thing I'll say, because I'm sure you're thinking like, how did you get these printed? Because these are like some intimate photos. And especially me being kind of, you know, more online, I'm like, oh my God, if a photo like this got out, like that is so, so painful. So 
Margot put them on her flash drive and she, well, she had them on her memory card. She went home. She did, you know, we chose the final ones and then she didn't edit. So she, you know, fixed the coloring, whatnot. And then she was around here. So I picked up the flash drive. So we passed the first test of their photos. Didn't have to live on Dropbox or emails or anything, which was great. No iCloud, nothing like that. So then I had the flash drive and I went to a website. I was trying to look for like a secure boudoir shoot type website. But the kind of book I wanted to do, I wanted it to be super like well done and chic and iconic and like just a gorgeous book with like thick pages and like no like text on it or font. Like I wanted it very classic to look like it was almost like a Victoria's Secret catalog and not even a catalog, like a Victoria's Secret, like hard copy, like coffee table book. So I found this website that prints books like that and I read their like privacy clause and it was like, you know, everything is private and secure and we're a family run business. And I was like, and it said we do boudoir shoots. It said like we do tasteful shoots. So they don't like accept things that were distasteful to which I was like, okay, like I'll see if you reject my photos or not. But they were tasteful because I was like, if God forbid the worst thing of my life happened and these photos got out, like they need to be livable, like for me to like live the rest of my life. So that was kind of my thought process, which is a bummer that I kind of had to think that way about something so personal and private between me and my husband. But yeah, that was so that was that definitely made me feel a little bit better. Anyways, that's the end of this episode of Real Pod. And if you made it this far, I love you guys and I will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Pod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of Real Pod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with Real Pod throughout the week seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.